Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. I'm so excited for this week's episode. We have a guest this week. We have Maddie from the OK Sis podcast on. And you guys, she gave us the tea, the premium, premium content on life in our 20s, how to thrive in post-grad, how to just enjoy the journey, not always want what we don't have, just be content. And it was a lot of good advice. So get out your notebooks. Stay tuned for that. Maddie and I talked for like literally two hours a few weeks ago for this podcast. And so that is why I'm coming to you alone in the intro this week because we had so much footage. I know this episode is going to be a long one. So I'm just here to say hi and welcome you to the Busy Blooming community before we get into the episode. If this is your first time listening, Busy Blooming is not just a podcast. We have a Facebook group you should definitely go join. If something weird is going on at work, you want to quit your job, but you're not sure how, post in the Facebook group, the Busy Blooming Facebook group. We got you in there. It's full of women in their 20s and in post-grad, the nicest, most premium community. So make sure to go join. We have an Instagram where someone takes over every Tuesday. We have a LinkedIn, a website, busyblooming.ca with resume templates, cover letter templates, merch. There's a lot going on and a lot to come. And speaking of that, I feel like every single week on this podcast, I always say there's a lot to come for Busy Blooming. There's a lot coming up. Secret project vibes, you know? Not this week, you guys. This week, I have spent the entire week mapping out, finally, the Busy Blooming business. So as you guys know, I quit my nine to five marketing job in Toronto in November and I went part time to work at a beauty brand in marketing 20 hours a week. And I mainly quit because I wanted to start this business. And it's been a couple months of chaotic energy and not knowing exactly what I'm doing. But this week was the week. I'm like, we need to get going on this business because I think it will be so helpful for you listening if you are in your 20s, in your 30s, about to enter your 20s, in post-grad, in university. This is the one-stop shop for everything you need to live your most authentic, audacious life. And I cannot wait for you guys to see it. This week, I finally mapped it out. We started building the platform, the website, the, the structure of the business and everything. And I know this is kind of vague, but I just want to say it is coming very soon. Like we're talking a couple of months max. And it's going to basically be like a digital platform for you and so you can sign up for services you can purchase services attend events meet the other community members get resources just like busy blooming on steroids basically and I just can't wait for you guys to see it and so I decided on my channel on my YouTube channel to actually start like vlogging the process of building a business and launching this company because I think it'll be kind of fun and I can also get your guys' input a little bit on what you think and what kind of stuff you guys need help with right now and what you want and so stay tuned for that on the channel Tess Barclay and it's gonna be a good time so stay tuned for that more to come next week I can actually start sharing a little bit more detail every week rather than just being annoying and saying secret project because no one no one likes a secret project it's just annoying and so we're gonna put the energy to bed now and start sharing a little bit more about the busy blooming digital platform anyways that's enough for me I know why we're all here it's to hear from Maddie from the OKSIS podcast so if you guys enjoyed listening to the episode and let's jump in with Maddie okay so we're here with Maddie Mayo welcome to the podcast I'm so excited to have you on Thank you for having me. Talking about my early 20s is both the best and the worst thing. So I'm ready to get into it. Inspire the youngins. Uh, I've been through it all, so I'm ready. Okay, I'm so ready. Like, I feel like we're going to learn a lot today. It's like, we all need to take notes, get our notebooks out. Like, it's time. It's time for class. I don't like that, but I'll try um, okay. Well, before we jump in, do you want to just quickly introduce us, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what your days look like, and we can just get to know you. I love that uh, question. What do your days look like? Uh, so hello, my name is Maddie. People call me Mads. Uh, I am the co-host of the OK Says podcast, which I do with my sister, Scout. Uh, we've been doing it for about three years now, and it's been kind of opened me up into a lot of my dreams and realizations that I live with today. Um, One of those being the co-founder of a travel recommendations app called Camber, which is currently in beta and we're hoping to launch this year. So that is super exciting. Um, And I do that full time. So my daily, you know, I do the, I do the morning routines. I do, I do the 
self-care moments. Um, and I know we'll, we'll get into mental health and all that, but, uh, there's definitely my days are filled with routine and just trying to keep myself as balanced and calm. I like to like approach my days with a more calming energy only because I am so crazy mm-hmm. internally and also <laughs> externally. Uh, yeah, if you listen to cases, then you know I'm just, I'm a very loud, passionate person. So in terms of my inner life and the way I operate from um, a work standpoint, I like to keep it a bit more calm and graceful, if that's a, a word I would use, um, just because I tend to get stressed and get anxious as you know, many, uh, many of us experience. And, um, so that's, that's me. Yeah. That is like my goal. I feel like to be more calm and especially when it comes to work, I feel like we're similar. Like I just am so like, I get stressed so easily and I'm not, I don't have like a chill bone in my body. And so, yeah. I mean, we're conditioned, right? We're conditioned mm-hmm. to believe that being stressed all the time, being busy mm-hmm. is the, it means we're quote unquote productive. It's mm-hmm. this really interesting narrative that we've been, that we've been programmed to believe. And I think I've fallen into it a lot. And, you know, it might work for some people. It works for my sister. She ascribes to hustle culture. That narrative resonates with her and Mm -hmm. she feels uh, propelled by it and motivated by it. Whereas it, it just overwhelms me. I believe there's so many different ways to be an entrepreneur, to approach work and approach productivity success and be able to define it on your own terms I just don't want my fucking like cortisol levels up the roof every Mm -hmm. sorry like I just don't want to live that way so I have been on this path of finding a better calmer way to move about my days that also feels fulfilling feels satisfied feels like I got shit done Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like I'm like about to have a panic attack at every moment (laughs) you know what I mean oh totally but it's like the time you the time you spend working, like people glorify that. Like you said, it's like the busier you are, the more successful you are, which makes actually no sense at all. Like you're not even living a life. Like you're actually just wasting time sometimes too. Like just for the sake of like oh, yeah. working in a way. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I want to like hear all about your post-grad, like experience your journey, all those things. Like what was that experience like for you? Could you take us through that? Yes. Um, maybe real post grad was probably the darkest time in my life. Mm-hmm. I think the first darkest time in my life was when my parents got divorced when I was in high school. And then the second darkest time was right after college. And I say that and I don't want like people who are like in their early twenties like freak out when they hear <laughs> this, but I think it's actually really hopeful to hear because I was um, I'm sure you know Tinks, which the whole world knows Tinks. Mm-hmm. She she always says that your 20s, which I've been saying for so long, but she articulated it much better. She's like, your 20s are the most mismarketed decade mm-hmm. ever. Like, I was told, like, right after college, you know, I would, like, you know, be in the big city and have all these friends. We would go out. I have tumble socks. And, like, I I was, like, going <laughs> to be, like, working a working girl boss and, like, just everything would be and I'm young and I'm hot and I'm like whatever just it was like the best time right world of possibility whereas what it felt more like was I felt so lost I there was no clarity you know I was one of the one of those people where um I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life my whole life I grew up doing musical theater and I completely abandoned it right before college so I had no dream or purpose or thing because it had always been musical theater so once I abandoned that there was this loss of identity there was just very it was very frazzled I remember just being uh just like I was like paddling like a doggy paddle I was like where am I going what the like what is happening and so um you know I I went to USC which was an incredible experience and well, okay. Well, I'll say it was an incredible, it's a great school. Okay. Okay. And I'm very fortunate that I went there. I found great friends and it was, it was a great, uh, a great experience, but I, um, I was in the business school and I, a lot of the people in the business school had this mentality of, 
you know, you have to be, you have to be in the top consultant. Like they were very competitive and everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, would say to me like, oh, you're not like applying to all these like consultancy jobs. Like, (laughs) who are like, are you even in the business? But like shit like that. And I, Mm -hmm. I, I just, I didn't want, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Consultants? Like, what is it? Why would I want to do that? All these people I knew were doing this. And I thought there was something wrong with me because, and I Mm -hmm. remember calling my sister and crying. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so behind. I'm supposed to be applying to consultancy jobs. Mm -hmm. And my sister was like, Nancy, you don't want to do that. I was like, Oh, oh, right. I, I didn't, I literally thought that was supposed to, what I was supposed to want to do mm-hmm. um, because I've always, you know, been pretty uh, academic. I really love school. But so I thought that was like, oh, I'm like the brainy one. So I should be doing that. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot about like, I, I cared a lot about what other people thought. I still mm-hmm. do. I still, I still struggle with that. It's something I'm really working on, but I, um, I found just serendipitously, I was trying to get a job right out of college and I was connected to this friend who um was at a startup it was a fashion wholesale startup and their brand one of their branches was in LA they were headquartered in New York and it was a very small team and I worked there for about one and a half years and it was incredible I mean I learned so 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 much and that is actually where I first met my co-founder for Camber. So she was my boss at that first okay. job. So it's so fascinating because when I think about that time, I didn't think much of that startup. I was just also ashamed a little bit because it was like not a big name company. It was not a big totally. name brand. Like I think a lot of people, like I, I have been there. Every job, every job I've had has been startups, have been like very, very, not known companies and also a lot of b2b companies so mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. so embarrassed because people were just like oh i look at snapchat and i was like okay well <laughs> great so cool. you know what i mean it felt yes, it yeah. was just i really wanted to be confident in in what i was doing because i really was enjoying the experience i was learning a lot but i i think there's something about being in your in, in your early 20s where people are just trying to prove themselves and prove that you they're at like a higher stage than you and i and i felt that pretty significantly amongst, um, you know, my friend group and amongst people and, uh, who I, who I was meeting. And so I just, um, I just had a lot of low self-worth. I was like, yeah, maybe this is all I'm, this is my potential. This is who I'm supposed to be. I I always knew there was something like in in me to be doing something greater, to be doing something bigger. And Mm -hmm. I just, I would cry and cry and cry. And I would listen to, so many business podcasts, read so many business self-help and psychology, business psychology books, um, and consume all this content to, and to a degree where it wasn't even like inspiring me. It was just like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm nowhere near, you know, like it was kind right. of deflating a little bit totally. and because I did, I still didn't have the answer. Right. I was like, where is the thing? Where is it? Like, how will I know? And my sister and my best friend would always say like, you just have to be patient. Like, just like sit back and talk about manifestation. I guess I like didn't really, I didn't really believe in a lot of that mm-hmm. at that time, but it was like, sit back, just like, st- you know, still consume the stuff. Maybe it'll spark something, but just like don't put pressure on it. And, um, you know, and then I w- worked at several other startups and I still felt very, you know, again, directionless. And it wasn't until um, my sister wanted to start a podcast with mm-hmm. me and I was like, mm, no, like I'm not a, I'm not an influencer. Like I'm not a content creator. Like right. I was that bitch and I hate that bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think, it, and I think it took the podcast to truly understand how much of a actual motherfucking job influencing and content creation is. Mm-hmm. Like it is mind boggling to me that people still judge it and shame it. And it's, it's, yeah. So terrible. So I, I was that person though, because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm better. Like I need to be in consulting. I still had that fucking thing. Like if I'm not in, I'm not doing spreadsheets, and I'm not, you know, like right. an actual business person. I, I don't even really know what compelled me, but I was like, why do I need a podcast? There's so many podcasts with two female like co-hosts, and they're mm-hmm. interviewing female, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and or whatever. So, but what it, what it brought to me was this, um, that was what I was missing, honestly, all of my twenties. I, I think that, that 
experience was what I was missing. Uh, one, the act of just like birthing something into this world that's completely your own. Mm-hmm. I had never done that. And it was, and it felt so good. And it felt so good to, you know, one, to get the guests on that we've had and to be able to talk to all these incredible women. And then also to see that like people were listening and, and extracting value from mm-hmm. it. Like that felt really, really good. And then I just began to realize like, yeah, being vulnerable, there's a reason why not everyone is vulnerable and open on the internet because it is very difficult. Oh yeah. Um, the podcast happens. And then honestly, that gave me the confidence to, to start Camber and to have enough self-worth to know and, and self-confidence that I was capable of creating something. Mm-hmm. Literally there's, there would be no camera without OKSIS, right? Like right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in a position to like, like if I had left my previous nine to five and then just started to work on camber, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm going to go on Instagram and tell people whereas now I'm fearless, you know, like I don't, I tell any, anyone and everyone and as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to do that, right? You have to be completely fearless and completely confident in what you're building and like so excited to tell people mm-hmm. and I was already so comfortable with that, that space. So I was able to kind of birth camber. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I have no idea how to do that I do on a daily basis. Right. Uh, but at least I knew I had this confidence. I was just like, Hey, like I started a podcast and it's been successful and I thought I couldn't do it. Who says I can't do this? Like, right. there's just this, there's this uh, confidence that, uh, and I'm not, and it's not like a, a greedy and it's not an ego mm-hmm. it's this it's this really genuine like yeah I, I'm capable like mm-hmm. and, and just you know anyone who's listening to this like you have that in you too as as long I mean I don't know if you can see it right now I definitely couldn't in, in my early 20s that's why I love growing up that's why I love my later 20s is because I feel so much more like oh yeah but even in my darkest <laughs> times, even yeah. in my like darkest challenges, I'm like, I don't know, like I, I can do this. Like right. yeah, I'm capable, and it's delusional, completely delusional. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Like I'm not a mind reader. I'm not a right. future teller. But it is this just genuine confidence in yourself, and that is something I think you learn in your later twenties. So that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah. Well, and so much of your story as well, like that urgency to like get your shit together and all those things. Like I think a lot of people have in post-grad, it's like, it's impossible to be comfortable in the gray. I feel like post-grad, like, but then I think what you're saying is like, then in your later twenties, like it's okay to not, like, you don't care about whether you think like you have your shit together or not. Like, you know what you're doing. So it doesn't really matter what other people think. Yes. There's, I, I love that. There's definitely an urgency um, mm-hmm. people think that if you don't like achieve everything in the first five years, like, no, you yeah. your whole life. And I even fall into that too. You know, I'm like, Same. Oh my God, I have two years to get Forbes 30 under 30. It's like, <laughs> okay, I don't die at 30. Like, right. Or, I mean, you never know. I don't know. Hopefully not. But you know, you, no one has, no one knows, but it's just like, I, my life is not over right like my work honestly that's when careers are the best in like your 30s and 40s like oh, yeah. that's when you're like the boss that's when you're like you've got experience people take you seriously that is what I was missing in my early 20s like, I was like no one is taking me seriously and like <laughs> I really don't like that yeah like I don't I didn't like that and maybe they should have not maybe I didn't deserve it but it's like I didn't like that I didn't deserve being you know and, and people being taken seriously it was right. a really weird thing and I think a lot of people feel that way where they're like you know and uh, yeah sometimes you need to wait your turn and need to have more experience but there's other times where I just felt like I'm like okay I get it I'm 20 like let me <laughs> fucking do shit you know what I mean I was very yes. impatient yeah totally when you worked at so many startups I wanted to say too before I move on in my experience like going from like working at a bunch of different size companies like startups are where it's at because I think to your point when you're younger, like you do get a little bit more opportunity at startups and like these big firms that like, like you can do way more stuff and you learn way more stuff at these startups. 
you can add direct value yeah. when you are working at startups. And like most of the startups I worked at were mid-sized. So it's, you know, I'm not saying the startup that I, you know, I'm creating right now, which is literally right. two people, right. which is like very early stages. I'm talking about like, okay, an established startup, got a couple years under their belt, funding, all right, yeah. we got, we're good. We have, we have mentors, like, yeah, it's an incredible environment Mm -hmm. to learn, um, and to add direct value. I think that is, that was the biggest takeaway from all the startups I worked at was like, I also was, I had a lot of autonomy, which I think I really appreciated Mm -hmm. and helped me to become, you know, more intrinsically motivated as an entrepreneur and make sure I know like how to stay motivated just by myself. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need people telling me what to do. Um, and you learn that, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, um, with startups and yeah, so I, I agree. It's, it's, it's just frustrating that the world, you know, ha- their, you know, name recognition is a thing for oh, yeah. you now and it's totally. just, and there's reputation and there's all these fucking biases that go with it and it sucks. And I've always been really bitter towards all that just because I, you know, was rejected from companies like that. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a bitterness, but it's like, but yeah, I agree that I I think, I think it's in terms of actual value that Mm -hmm. you create and experience. Yes, it is. I I think a much better route. So like going through all your jobs and I think a lot of people can relate and I I totally can to that feeling of like, okay, this is fine for right now, but I know I want to do something else. Like, I know I'm going to do something bigger. How do you find contentment in where you are without like wanting to be so rushed? Cause I feel like that's what a lot of people really struggle with. And do you have any advice or like insight into that? Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I, yeah, completely destination focused. Um, literally. Yeah. Thought put all my value and, and worth into uh, if I make X amount of money, then I will, that's the destination. Then I'll be successful. Then I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. If I work at Instagram, then I'll be satisfied. Like there were, if I go to business school, like it was just, and I, what I realized was a lot of those destinations, um, were for other people's perception of me. Right. right. And yeah, of course I would love I, I, there's those places and things exist for a reason. And, um, but I had to just step back and just understand really what, what, what was the right path for me? And I know that's so like cheesy to say, but it's, it takes a lot of self analysis and understanding and, and discovery to just be like, you know what, that, that doesn't feel right for me, that that path. And there's probably a reason that I didn't get those jobs. There's probably, there's probably a reason that I didn't go to business school. What I have found to work the best is consistent tapping in and routines and, and putting systems in place, okay? Mm-hmm. So I was in a huge rut in the end of 2021, you know, Camber, we're still in beta. We are trying to find a technical co-founder, which is so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. If anyone that works in tech, then they know how to <laughs> recruiting for a developer is extremely competitive. And we are very early startup. Startup, it's very hard. So finding that person, we haven't found that person yet. We cannot progress because we can't. We want to raise a seed round. Can't do that until you have the technical advisor we also want to launch in the app store can't do that until we get the money so Mm -hmm. it's like I felt so stuck and I was like nothing is in my control right now like I I'm putting I'm putting everything in place like I put the recruiters okay I'm now I'm setting myself up to do the seed round like but it just felt like I I was like why isn't this moving like I the reason I'm in I was in that rut and why it was so paralyzing is because I was I was destination focused. Like mm-hmm. this is the fucking process. Honestly, it's not cute. It's not sexy. Like right. what people glamorize it to be right. Uh, entrepreneurship. I love it. And I would be, I would much rather do this than any other type of work. But I think people, it is very misleading the type of um, 
emotional and also just kind of yeah it's like I I, I was in that rut because I I, I wanted to just skip over this part which is not good right mm-hmm. like I need to be enjoying the struggle of finding a technical advisor right it's like right, so why right. would you enjoy that that's it's so not hard. a struggle it's yeah. so hard mm-hmm. so the other day um and I, I've been mentioning this phrase a lot. And I think it's just kind of a mantra that I keep coming back to because it helps It helps to just put this in perspective. And my let has this phrase called blissfully dissatisfied. So what that means, it's just a nicer way to say, enjoy the journey, not the destination. But actually yeah. it means, it kind of means enjoy the journey and enjoy the destination. So what he means by it is like, you can be blissful right now and like, experience joy in your current life and also be dissatisfied you know you have goals you have things there's things in the future you want to achieve that's the dissatisfaction right but they're not mutually exclusive you do not need to delay your happiness or your bliss like getting to that satisfaction so like the goal that you're trying to get to will not bring the bliss the bliss happens like now and that is really if you really think about that mm-hmm. and give yourself permission you know like we don't give ourselves permission to feel joy and we're literally just robbing ourselves of, of dopamine we're literally robbing our brains of like experience yeah. we're missing it we're literally fucking missing life when yeah. we don't you know and that when he said that I was like whoa because definitely with high performing individuals people who work girl bosses all you know all everyone that's listening right now you think that if you take a moment to feel joy and you do like feel it in the moment you feel like you're complacent or you're or you're or you're uh you're not propelling forward you're like oh wait if i take a moment of gratitude and happiness oh no no i'm not making progress i'm not i'm not pushing forward mm-hmm. but that's not that's not the case but that is what we've been conditioned to believe right mm-hmm. that we should always be pushing forward don't you know even if you get to a step okay what's the next step what's the next milestone right so it's a beautiful thought that we can be like we can experience joy right now and still be high performers still make progress still be motivated that isn't that doesn't like make us uh complacent mm-hmm does that resonate? Does that resonate with you? Because it like oh, when yeah. I heard that it it changed everything for me. And I think a lot a lot about also um, that I struggled with was acceptance. So and that just that plays into all of this, right? Acceptance of your current moment, exactly what your question was. Acceptance of the situation you're at now. Acceptance of yourself, of your body, of your whatever. Everything. Like I just thought, like, oh, if I'm accepting it, then like then. I'm not going to have any motivation to change it or improve it, but that's not really, that's not it. Right. Like there, you can do both. You know what I mean? Like you can feel acceptance and bliss right now. And then also want to improve and, you know, do better, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think we're really like getting out of that loop is the, is the answer. Well, and I like that too, because like you said, it's not so black and white, like I like being allowed to be dissatisfied in a way too, like almost like the other yeah. side, because it's like you, if you like aren't happy with where you are right now, like you're so ungrateful and like you have so much, like you should be all like so grateful. But then if you like are, then you're so lazy. Like it's just like you can't win. So I really like exactly. that. You can do both. You can completely do both. And it has changed a lot of the way I view things. Mm-hmm. But like if a moment comes along I'm like oh let's like let's just like sit in this like I don't need to be forward like let's just let's have let's enjoy it's like totally it's like why are we robbing ourselves of joy uh we're like self we're like um we're like masochistic why are we trying to (laughs) why are we trying to rob ourselves there's so much and I think um a practice I've been doing also that has helped a lot with this um you know, it's kind of similar to gratitude, but every day I write down simple pleasures that I've experienced mm. in the past day. Um, you know, I uploaded a YouTube video that I haven't uploaded in like a month. That was a simple, fun thing I did. I, you know, did my hair. I love doing my hair on Friday. Right. And then it like sets the tone. But it's just like these little 
things mm-hmm. that are so simple that just that, that they go away and you just never record or fully reflect on them. And so I've just, I've been doing that a lot recently. Just like these little, little moments. You're just like, oh, that was, that was nice. I like that, you know? Yeah. I think that's really, I mean, last week we were talking about like living your best life and all those things. And I feel like it's a collection of little things like that. It's not always the big stuff, like, cause big stuff isn't going to happen that often. And so it's like stuff like that, like going for a walk, doing your hair, having a really good coffee, like whatever it is. Like I, I like, we're so past the point of being cheesy on this podcast, but like, I, like, it sounds cheesy, but like, I love that. Like, I think it's so, so true. No, it's um, not cheesy. It's yeah. literally what life is made up. Also, yeah. also, those big moments never, never live up to the expectation you have in your head. If yeah. you're going to be honest with yourself, if you look back, mm-hmm. and also, yeah, they're so rare. So why, mm-hmm. why rob your again? Why rob yourself of of truly feeling joy day in and day out? What you're waiting for that one day where you like. I don't know, get a thousand followers. Cool. Like, I don't know. Why not? Be, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, why not just experience every, yeah, I, I am totally with you. And I think like, that's a perfect answer to the question. Like that is how you find contentment in your life. Like yeah. it's not about the big things of like getting your dream job one day. Like that's really not what, I mean, life is about at the end of the day. And so it's, it is all these little things like extra time yeah. with your boyfriend, or you had a really good call with a really good friend or like, that's, I mean, how to be happy. I feel like if you're not in like the best job ever. 100%. Also, I will bring another side to this, which is acceptance of what we call in OKSIS challenging emotions. We don't like to say negative emotions because then there's a connotation that they're bad. Whereas Mm -hmm. challenging emotions, I was always really scared of them. So for context, my sister has bipolar disorder and growing up, her mental health was obviously prioritized uh, and not, not in a way that like my parents were like, Oh, Maddie, you don't deserve therapy. <laughs> they just like, didn't know. Right. They were right. just, Oh, she has a mental illness. Like we need to treat her. So I, I was always like the happy one. Right. I was like the positive, happy one. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty difficult moving in through my twenties because it was kind of, again, an identity crisis when I felt sadness. I was like, wait, wait, no, I'm not that's not me. Like, I'm not that person that feels right. sadness. Like, and I'm like, that's, that's my sister. She's the one that's depressed. Like she's the one that feels those things. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, um, a lot of shoving under the rug, a lot of avoidance. Right. And then I started going to therapy for something specific, a specific instance in my life, but then it uncovered, <laughs> I mean, that therapy does, it uncovers a lot about obviously your childhood and things. And, and I uncovered that about myself. And I was just like, yeah, I, I cannot deal with negative emotions or challenging emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this is, um, and what I, especially from the podcast and the conversations that I've had with my sister and professionals and everything is just that you need to feel okay, sitting in the discomfort and it fucking sucks. Okay. No one said it's fun, <laughs> it's yeah. fun. but I think what it does is instead by walking through it and like actually letting yourself feel it, the feeling diminishes and it doesn't feel as heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you do it time and time again, you have way more control over your impulses and reactions and you can, you can monitor your emotions so much better so, you know, even going back to what we said in the very beginning of like wanting to have this just like, just like steady day where I'm not like, you know, right. fucking oscillating every second, but that is what, that is what it helps with, right. To keep this steady pace, um, so that it's sustainable for your life. Like you cannot, it's not sustainable to mm-hmm. be, to have one little thing throw you off and be like, oh, um, <laughs> my mental health done. I'm going to go, that was, I'm going to go take a nap for the rest of the day. Like, yeah. you know, and that has happened to me many times because I don't know. I, I, I still am trying to figure out like how to regulate that. So I think yes, joy and that simple joy is so important, but it's also just like recognizing like when you feel sad or anxious, like there's nothing wrong with you. You're a fucking human. And mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that to be cliche because I, I know we're saying there's no cliches here, but like 
if you really let it sink in, you have these challenge, like these challenging emotions have a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. They're not here for nothing. Mm-hmm. You think that we would like suffer this way for nothing? Like, no, there is a, re- so when you come to that realization that you can listen to these emotions to navigate your way. And that is the most powerful. So mm-hmm. like, if yeah. you're feeling, if you're feeling fear, like my sister's again, <laughs> my sister, she's so good at this because she had to learn all this like a couple years ago because of her bipolar, right. Or her whole life, you know, she's been learning this. So whenever I feel fear now, especially with Canberra, so we're, you know, pitching to investors. I've never done this before. That's fucking scares the shit out of me. I don't yeah. want to be rejected. I don't want to be ridiculed. I want them to ask me a question that I don't know the answer to and be embarrassed. I don't want any of that, right? But because I'm so afraid of it, that's how I know it's the right thing to do. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna listen to this. Or if something makes me anxious, I'm like, okay, let's let's think, not like, oh, okay, abandon that. No, 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 no more. I'll do something else. No. What, what is it telling you? And it's really hard to listen to it in the moment. I recognize that, but there is something so beautiful when you're able to use those challenging emotions to steer you in the right direction and mm-hmm. use, and like use them as tools rather than these like, like, oh, why am I suffering this way? And like, let me just like shove it out of the rug and get back to happiness. You know, yeah. it's like, let's, let's like just they're here for a reason. Like, let's understand why they've showed up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And our generation is obsessed with positivity. Like people have no chill yes. when it comes to positivity. Like you have to be positive every single day and like be positive and grateful and like all these things. It's like, no, it's just no. not the vibe anymore. Like it's impossible. No. And I think to your point, like imposter syndrome and fear and all these things that come up, at the end of the day, and we say this all the time, imposter syndrome and fear and things like it means you want to do a good job. Like it means that you care about stuff. And it's not always that it's a bad toxic situation. It's like, no, you actually like care and want to do a good job. Like it's actually a good reflection on you a lot of the time. A hundred percent. I felt that way a lot when I was doing musical theater, when I would get nervous before an audition, I would just be like, why am I nervous? It's going to make me do bad. And my mom would always say, no, it means you care. And I was like, oh, yeah, it does. Like, like, she's I, like yeah, I, would be, I do care. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'd be, I would be worried if you weren't nervous. And I, mm-hmm. I feel that same type of energy with this investing investor path that I'm about to go on. And it's like, it, it is so nerve wracking, but it, oh, yeah. and it definitely means that I care enough to prepare well enough. Um, like, yes, it seems so big and scary, but Literally, I break it down into micro, micro, micro tasks. I'm talking like, mm-hmm. okay, today I'm going to put together a list of everyone I know that has ever raised money that like I can text, you know, people right. very close to me. Okay. Came up with the list. Great. That's it. Next day, I'm going to reach out to those people mm-hmm. instead of calls next day. Okay. I'm going to buy a book and learn and read about investing. It's going to be boring, but it's okay. Cause I'm going to do it mm-hmm. 30 minutes every single day. I read this book and I learn so much. Like I, even just in one week, I feel like I know I'm like, I can do it. Let's go. Like, I'm like, okay, great. Like I, I feel way more prepared and I still have so much to learn, but I'm saying this because I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, if you're listening and you want to start something and you're just like, it feels so overwhelming and big. I don't even know where to start. The way I do it is I literally break it down into the most micro tasks and also read Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear because this, this phenomenon, I guess, is, is he delivers it and breaks it down in a really digestible way. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to make like 50% of the progress in one week, right? Mm -hmm. That's just setting yourself up for failure. You need to be committed to 1% progress every day. Mm-hmm. And I get into this where I'm just like, oh my God, I have so much, there's so much to do. Let me do everything today. It's like, no, no, no. Like just, I'm just making the list today. That's mm-hmm. it. Don't do anything yeah. else. The next day I'm going to reach out. That's it. I mean, I mean, I do other like tasks, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like going on a walk now. <laughs> <laughs> that's done for the work day. But it's yeah. like, 
that is the project, right? Like you are literally yeah. distilling it into the tiniest. And if you do one thing every day to make progress towards that overarching goal of get funded, right? Then you will do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, it's, it's like this weird, like, again, the confidence. I'm just like, yeah, I can, I can do it. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a capable human being with access to a computer, access to a network, access to books and information. And right. I have time. <laughs> like, I can do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, totally. I, I, that's a great lesson too. I, like with anything, it's like, it, it doesn't have to be like this big daunting thing that takes over your life and your personality. And like, it's just everything. I mean, going through all these different experiences, I mean, starting your own business and being an entrepreneur, how has mental health like played a role in that whole experience with you? Like, do you feel like you have like more pressure on yourself now to like be more put together or like, how does that all go for you? Um, okay. Well, (laughs) one side of that is like mental health has been the only, like is the only thing like it's, I don't know how else to to say it Yeah. right now. I'm at the position of the company where it is, it's very low stakes. It is literally just me and my co-founder. We don't have other employees on the line. We don't have like that much responsibility in that regard. Right. So all it is right now, and it will get to that point, and that will add on a whole layer of, you know, other stressors. But right. right now, it is literally just me telling myself what to do. So it feels a lot of what what blocks me is me. And, mm-hmm. and it's just this emotional, it's, it's a fear of failure, honestly. It's, it's, if I distill it down to its core, like holy shit I could be doing all this and it could not work out and that is really tough that's really tough for me and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's tough for everyone no one wants to fail yeah um no one wants you know it shouldn't be something that deters you from starting for sure but it really it's it's a really hard thing for me to come to terms with like oh there is a possibility where this doesn't just doesn't work out Mm -hmm. um and I've come I've had to you know move past that and because that just like I I can't dwell on that because then um then I'll never you know I'll never move forward but in terms of like my mental health I mean a lot of it is again going back to the vulnerability a, a lot about starting your own company starting your own podcast starting anything that's like your own project you're gonna have to put yourself out there in mm-hmm. a small way in a big way whatever the way and I'm so grateful that I had OKSIS experience so that I could uh, be more confident in myself and putting myself out there. So, and that comes with a lot of, um, you know, again, rejection and it's people are not going to love everything you do. And that's really difficult when you're pouring your whole heart and soul into something. And then, you know, you get a TikTok comment that's like, I would never download this app. Oh my god. It's like Yelp. How is it different than Yelp? I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. Oh my god. TikTok people are not okay. Like it's like a oh, special I breed. Had to take a break. <laughs> I had to take a break. I had to I had to take a break. I was like, yeah. this is this is too much. So I guess um I don't even really know how to answer this question because it's just this it's an ongoing of everything yeah. kind of that I mentioned. It's just coming back to all of these um to these phrases and mantras and my routines and just being like there's this there's just this sense of of capability that that I've begun to cultivate mm-hmm. um and I know that it's in everyone like everyone like you're probably standing in your own way right and that I was definitely standing in my own way and it was mm-hmm. my sister actually who told me she was like I I will not let you be the reason you don't do this. Mm-hmm. Like I, if an investor says no, okay. If your users say no, okay. But you cannot say no to you. Right. And that was, that was really powerful because it was so true. No one, no one was saying no to me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not yet with the investors, but like everyone loves the app. Everyone's on a bit. Like no one's mm-hmm. saying no. It's literally, yeah. it was me that was standing in my own way. So I just had to, had to figure that out for the rut part of things but I I came out the other end of just uh, yeah with this just calm confidence 
just so yeah. yeah. No, that's a really good way to look at it too. And I think something that I like really struggle with, and I think a lot of people do, especially in the new year too, is comparison and like that effect on our mental health. And I mean, starting a business comparison is like the worst confidence killer ever. And so how do you manage that? Like, has that been a struggle for you? Is that something you don't really deal with that much? Oh, oh my God. Okay. So comparison... I definitely struggled a lot with it, um, just on social media in general, not even yeah. with the company, just with OKSIS. I mean, comparing us to other podcasts, comparing mm-hmm. myself, myself to other entrepreneurs. I don't really compare in the like beauty standard way. Yeah, which no, I'm I, the same which way. I, yeah, which it's I like feel, numbers and things like that. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's not necessarily about if someone's more beautiful or like has like whatever, you know, I, I'm not, that's not like what I get sad about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more so, yeah, compare myself to other entrepreneurs that are killing it. And, um, so this is what I do now and yeah, businesses, not even just social media, but, um, competitors, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a couple of oh, competitors yeah. that have popped up for Camber and I, uh, yeah, had a panic attack. I learned about one of them that was like the exact product that we are building and not exact product. I will say there. Okay. The way I got out of it was I let myself feel it. I was like, okay, I'll take a day sucks. Like, but then I came around and said, whoa, this proves their demand. There's demand for a product like this. There's this proves that, that investors are investing in this in this market, right. in this potential, that means that there is interest. Okay. So that's, that, that's great. That's validation of what I'm building. And then I looked at the product and I went through and I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing something. It might be similar, but no, we have a completely different like vision for the branding. We have a different vision for the user. We have a different vision for monetization. Um, and just highlighting those competitive advantages as well as the differences uh, I would just list them out and I'd be like, okay, great. You do you, I'm going to do me, but it's, yeah. yeah. And then also something in terms of relating, comparing, um, individual to individuals. So like if I see a woman, uh, you know, I'll go back to like the Forbes 30 under 30, get Forbes 30 under 30, 30. She's like, you know, at Soul House uh, in Malibu and she's, you know, chill, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Jealous, you know? Right. I look at her and I just, if I, I catch myself in the moment now, I'm just like, no, I'm like, I completely shift the narrative. I make myself smile. Like, this is how ridiculous it is. I make myself smile and I'm just like, I am so proud of her. Holy right. shit. She just did this. Now she's at so loud Malibu. That's so fun. Like, that's yeah. great that she's like experiencing this beauty and celebrating herself, feeling proud. And when you come at it that way, like, even mm-hmm. if it's fake, even if it's fake, right, right, it does change it in your mind. And I would really encourage people the next time you fall into that, just, just pretend like, and then <laughs> right. it does it does fucking shift in your mind. So now yeah. every time I see a woman, I d- TikTok is the same for me. So many cute girls having the most aesthetic, like my whole FYP is aesthetic homes and TikTok and routine. Yeah, and same. I try to do it. And I, it's like, <laughs> I like have the cute home, but I just can't do it. I don't know. Something just doesn't look the same. And I'm just, but I look at them and I'm just like, and I feel so proud of them. I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm so happy for you. This is great. Mm-hmm. You're living this life. Awesome. It's just such a, also just a nicer way to live, like to feel joy for someone else. You end up feeling the joy too. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, and it's like, then it's, it's like you're giving positive energy to something that you want. And like, you don't want to like exactly. be negative on something like that too. It's so hard. Like I love what you said though. Like that is a really good way to do it. And I think like you just have to practice probably too, right? Like you just yeah. do it and it, it'll become a habit. Well, jealousy. I mean, I, I struggled a lot with jealousy. And um, when I was doing, I do my manifestation with uh, the late Lacey Phillips's manifestation to be magnetic, which I highly recommend to everyone. 
because uh, it's very rooted in in science and neuroscience because I'm you know I I struggle with the spiritual stuff but yeah that she just is so clear about it being scientifically sound. Um, but there is a whole thing about um, something called expanders where, you know, you think of someone who has what you're trying to manifest. And, you know, I put down all my little, you know, entrepreneurs that I like Emily Weiss or, you know, mm-hmm. or um, Whitney Wolf heard from Bumble, like, you know, like all the, you know, all the girl bosses that I'm, you know, I list them out and I feel like intense jealousy. I'm like, oh, I want to be there. And I, I was like, why, why is Lacey making me write out this stuff? Like I'm so, whatever. But then she had a whole like module and everything about that. And she says, no, 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 these are, this is a sign that like jealousy is a sign that you want that thing. Like that is, that is the right, you're on the right path. Like if you're jealous, that means something. That means you actually want it. And going back Mm -hmm. to the kind of like fear and nerves, if you follow that feeling, you're like, why am I jealous? Oh, because I want that. Oh, cool. Nice. Like, let's go get it. Yeah, totally. You know, I, I loved your YouTube video about, um, manifestation for skeptics. Cause like, I, I, I know all the comments were saying this too. Like everyone's like, I can totally relate because I think it's just like, if you aren't around it a lot, like manifestation can kind of seem like, okay, like what's, you know, what's up. But, um, could you dig into that a little bit more? We can close off with this. Like, mm-hmm. how do you kind of like get into all of that from coming from a place like you are in where you're a little bit skeptical? Like, how do you even like dive in? Okay. This is going to be superficial, but my sister always talks about Lacey Phillips and she was like, Mads, I just think you would like her. And every time my sister recommends me someone spiritual, I'm just like, I don't know. Their, their Instagram is all like them with like, what's it? Um, <laughs> like oh. Harry Potter. <laughs> like, um, like a wand. <laughs> like, what is it? The what oh, is it? You sage. Burn? Yeah, like you. Is it? I don't. Yeah. Incense. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Something. Oh, <laughs> Santo. That's what it is. Okay, okay, whatever. I think about that. I think about crystals, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna hold a rock and then feel something. I don't know. So, right. I, and I'm not. Okay, that was that was rude tone for me. Sorry, I apologize. And that works for people. I'm so happy for you. Totally. That's great. I'm jealous that you can, you know, whatever. So I just have always been skeptical. Um, I I am a pragmatist. I want things to be real and tangible, and I want to be able to relate it back to something scientific so that I can understand that it's a real thing. I don't want to subscribe to something that you know feels like fantasy right and that that is admittedly what I thought manifestation was about I thought it was just fantasy a little bit so uh I looked into Lacey Phillips and I looked on her website and I was like oh this girl is like super chic and awesome and she looks like she's like straight out of Jenny Kane vibes and I Honestly, I just liked her vibe. I loved like how she looked, which is so superficial. Because if I had gone to a a website and the girl was like, oh, like on a little (laughs) medicine, like floating in the air, no, I would never. You know what I mean? She, she, um, and there's tons of stuff on her website about again it being related to neuroplasticity and science and biology and just subconscious and it just she really does prove it you know in a way that I was like okay I I get it and it's when you dive into the work like it's not spiritual like in the way that you think it is it's literally just meditation you write out you know she literally says I mean there's all these courses and you go in through like inner child and shadow work but it's like for shadow work which like seems like a very spiritual thing she just says like what parts of yourself are you struggling with everyone can relate to this. You don't have to be spiritual or not. You could just, if I told you right now, go write down what like parts of yourself that you hate. Like, yeah, totally. You could do it. Like, you know what I mean? So, and then, so you write those down and she basically, it's just a lot of uncovering so much that we push down again, going back to the therapy, going back to all that we push down into our subconscious, um, because we just don't want to deal with it. You know, we don't want to deal with these shadow aspects. Like, why would you want to deal with things you hate about yourself? That sucks, right? right? So by 
dealing with it again goes back to what we've been saying walking through the discomfort actually confronting it um and then you use it right you use those parts of yourself to as uh like goalposts of or you know roadmaps of where you're supposed to go what you're supposed to do and it brings you closer to you know you know she talks a lot about energy but it it, it really is true like mm-hmm. what you and if you just think about it in the most practical sense and what manifestation is like people are like if you write it out you know it'll come it's like no, like you need to, like, you're going to have to do shit. Like it's yeah. not magic, but what it does though, when you write it out and when you like are very specific about it in your sub, it just, it sits there. And then, so all your actions will mm-hmm. start to tie into achieving that. And then when you get it, you're like, Oh, I got it. But it's like, because you work, you did work towards it. But if you hadn't been so clear and so perceptive of everything that's happening around you and, and the different things or tests that are coming to you and, you, and you're moving through it, um, you might've missed it. And then you oh, might've yeah. not, you know, you, then you won't get it. Right. So it's, it's just about being like so clear about what you want and then just coming at it of a place, like not desperate energy. We're like, I need to get this, you know, <laughs> it's just yeah. this, okay, I, I'm going to, this is my, this is what I want to achieve. And then I'm going to do some purposeful action, kind of move through, do this, reach out to this person, da, da, da. And then you achieve it. Like I'm manifesting right now for the investment stuff. I'm manifesting right now for the technical hire. And I was very, very specific of exactly what I want. And like, um, and the actions are just, they're purposeful and they, uh, they're, they're deliberate and, I just follow what my instincts say. It's like, hey, actually, oh, I remember this person. Let me reach out to that person. You know, it's just this like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. Like, I I feel very similar to you about everything. And like, it's it's because it becomes a part of like what you talk about with people. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're just so intentional with the, you're not like, oh, one day I would like to do, like, I don't really know. Like, we'll just see how it goes, like, whatever. But Mm -hmm. if like, for me, I would like a couple of years ago, I'm like my dream, like career situation would be to work 25 hours a week at a beauty mm. brand part-time the rest of the time for myself. Mm. Like as of two months ago, I'm working 25 hours a week right now at a beauty brand and the rest of the time for myself. And it's like, oh, yeah, amazing. which is like crazy to look back on the journaling now, but it's like the reason, I mean, like, you know, I'm very grateful to be in this situation, but it's like, because I kept telling people and I kept always saying that and talking about it and looking for positions like this and like making enough money from busy blooming and stuff to be able to do that. But it's like, if you don't have that intention at the beginning, like that, it's not like magical. Like, it's not like it just happened from magic, but it's because like, you're so intentional, like you said. Exactly. And my sister always, it's, I don't know. I, I still, struggle with like saying the spiritual terms and words like I still like get like a little weird but but it is what they coin it as is like you are co-creating with the universe right Mm. I don't know I to me it just like but I do understand (laughs) the premise and I do believe it like you are and that's what it means to like be purposefully acting and Mm -hmm. doing and it's true like you are some people just think like, oh, I'm going to manifest and then it's going to happen. Like it's not, no, I'm going to sit back and do nothing. No, like you are, you, what you do though, is like in line and parallel with like what your manifestation is mm-hmm. coming to be. So yeah, like something also when I got out of that rut in the last, um, end of last year, I was just like, I was doing one of the manifestations and, uh, the, well, she has these, um, like meditation things that you do with it. And she was, she said, imagine yourself in, you know, 20 years and, you know, what is, what is, what do they look like? What is this person? And now integrate it with who you are right now. And I was like, whoa, it's the same person. Yeah, interesting. And I was like, I, it's, I was like, it's in me already. And although I'm not, you know, didn't achieve everything I want to achieve yet. Like, th- and that goes back to the, uh, um, enjoying the journey is mm-hmm. I was like whoa, whoa and that was a really like visceral moment where I was I just thought wow I am so much closer to what I dream of in a way and also I have it within me I'm already it's already starting like I'm mm-hmm. the manifestation is like already brewing you know what I mean right. it's weird yeah. like I feel it 
happening. And then what, what you said about the telling everyone, you know, that is a huge thing. If you ever want to start something, tell every fucking person, you know, I don't care yeah. how scary it is because yeah. then it helps with accountability because that person's going to come back to you in a year and be like, Oh, what was that thing? And you're going to be like, yeah, oh, I didn't start it, <laughs> which is embarrassing. You know what I mean? So tell everyone. And again, it just like, it, it does come to you because you are acting from this purposeful way. Yeah. And this might sound kind of toxic, but it's almost like an ego thing too, because people Mm -hmm. like, if you're like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and then, you know, people know that you're doing it. And so it's like almost an ego thing. Like you want it to go well. And like, you want to keep posting and doing all these things. Like it's just like, I don't know. I I think I I, like, I always say that as well. Like talk about stuff you want to do because it helps more than you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was everything I wanted to chat to you about. This was so fun. Oh my God. I could talk to you forever. That was so delightful. I think I really needed that. Like, I don't know. I yeah. I feel like I did too. I feel very like good to go. Me too. Yeah. This is like a little therapy session guys. Oh, uh, good. Well, thank you for coming on and we're like, we'll link everything below, but where can everyone find you and follow your app and like everything? Okay. Yes. You can listen to OKSIS podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Maddie Mayo. That's M-A-D-Y-M-A-I-O. Uh, there you can find, you know, Camber. My link in bio has where to download the beta app. You can become a beta tester and put all your favorite places on there, which is so exciting. And I'll follow you if you do that. And um, yeah, all the, all the links are, are there. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks guys for listening and thank you for coming on and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Okay, guys, so thank you for listening to this episode of the Busy Blooming podcast. I hope you guys had as much fun listening as I had recording with her. It was such a blast. And so I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, make sure to go join our Facebook group, Instagram, follow our TikTok, our LinkedIn, check out our website, check out our merch. Everything is at Busy Blooming. And so go check us out. And thank you guys for listening. Have a good rest of your week. And we will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.